0: What's up, enterprisers? Welcome to episode 98 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Holly Wharton. Holly helps women entrepreneurs step into their greatness by transforming their mindset quickly and easily. We talk about mindset and how important it is to the success of your business. We talk through how to learn from past mistakes and how to find the right business. We also cover some of the business skills business owners and entrepreneurs need to have in order to be successful. All right, let's dig in. All right, Holly, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Nice, nice. So as always, the first thing i like to do right off the bat is to thank you for your time because I know as an entrepreneur, business owner, there are a lot of things that you could be doing, but you are gracious enough to take some time out to chat with us, so I appreciate
1: that. Thank you for having me.
0: So I want you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born or you can start current day tell us about yourself
1: this is such a great question cuz most entrepreneurial interviews you start with so how did you start your business what's your background but i think it is really interesting to look at life pre-business i was always i was an only child really creative kid i loved reading more than anything And when I was seven years old, I started writing my first books because I just was reading, just going through books so fast that I couldn't keep up with the supply from the library. So I just started writing my own books and I was really, really creative in that aspect. And I find it really interesting to look back on that now because for so many years I wanted to be a writer, but I just felt like it was this thing that not my thing, which is ridiculous since I was doing it as a child. And then a couple of years ago, I started writing again after so many years of not writing. And now I've written seven books. I've self-published them. I've written seven books. I've self-published them. I've written four books on business mindset and three books on walking because I love doing long-distance walks. And writing is such an important part of my life. I can't believe that having started it so early, I just abandoned it for so many years. So that's one of the early memories that I think is pretty relevant to my life.
0: Now, when you say you were an only child creative, you started writing, did you say at age seven?
1: Yeah. Wow. That's phenomenal.
0: (laughs) That's not normal. You do realize that's not normal, right?
1: I mean, I guess I do. But when you're an only child, like, and there were no kids in my neighborhood. So it was like, if I wanted to play with a friend, my mom had to drive me somewhere and she worked. So it was like, I spent a lot of time on my own. So I got really, really good at entertaining myself. And one of the ways I did that was writing
0: books. Gotcha. Now, you mentioned you wanted to be a writer, but you kind of put it down for a while, but then you picked it back up. What made you start writing again?
1: Well, one of the previous incarnations of my current business was called Tribal Publishing, and it was working with authors to help them use social media to connect with their readers and market their books and sell more books. And from that business, I learned a lot about the self-publishing world, And I realized just how easy it was to just write a book and get it out there. Now, you don't have to wait for publishers. You don't have to wait to get an agent. If you can write something that's coherent and interesting and useful, get it out there. There are no more gatekeepers like there used to be. So I realized it was just me that was standing in the way. And I just started writing using this technique that I developed a couple of years ago called the workcation weekend, where I go away to a hotel once a month and for just a weekend. And I focused just nonstop on a project, usually a writing project. And that was what helped me to write all of those books. I just focused intensively and got the books out there little by little. So that's how I got started again. I love it. I really, really enjoy it.
0: Now you use the term in there. Was it workation?
1: Yeah, workation.
0: All right. So I know most people say give you credit a couple of times, but I'm going to give you credit for that a couple of times. And then I'm going to steal that, just so you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, please steal it. It's the best. It's so great. Anytime I've managed to convince one of my friends to do a workation, they've been super productive and they've really loved it and they've been really happy they did it. So please steal the workation.
0: Gotcha. I think just because I try to be a really good listener, I think I know the answer to this next question, but I want to ask it anyway. I want to backtrack just a tad bit and ask, what's your favorite thing to do?
1: Well, I love long walks alone in the woods. (laughs) I love spending time outdoors and I love spending time outdoors alone. And here in England where I live, we have these things called national trails. And back in 2015, I walked my first national trail, which was the South Downs Way, which is a hundred mile walk. And I just loved it. I just love the mindset I get into when I'm alone on the trail, seven, eight days in a row barely see any people. It just completely empties my mind of all clutter and just really gets me into a great space.
0: Gotcha. Now, I'm going to pat myself on the back because I knew you were going to say that because I heard you say it in your first answer. But now, one of the things I heard you say is you mentioned mindset. And that's one of yeah. the things that we really talk about a lot on this show. Speak mm-hmm. about mindset a little bit and how that can be really the deal breaker between success and failure.
1: Absolutely. Actually, I have to say, I love the fact that you talk about mindset so much on your show, because obviously it's so important to me because it's the basis of my business. So it's so great to be talking to you about mindset. So I'm in my second business. So I started my first business in 1999 with a business partner. We had eco hotels in Latin America, built them up from scratch. My business partner had a piece of land, which was basically jungle. And together we built it up to what it is today. And it was a very challenging business to build because I had zero business experience, zero marketing experience, and I was just learning as I went along. At the same time, really satisfying because we had built something really unique and created just a great experience for people, and it was really successful. And then I left the company in 2009, took a year off to try to figure out what it was that I wanted to do. And then in 2011, trained as a coach and started building my coaching business. That was when I realized how important mindset was because I thought I've got 10 years of practical business experience. I've got 10 years of marketing experience, particularly online marketing. So I have everything it takes to build this coaching business. And I didn't. I really, really struggled. It was just an uphill struggle until in 2013, I started getting into the mindset thing because I trained in this technique called Sight K, which is kind of like NLP or EFT or one of those things that work at the subconscious level to help you reprogram your beliefs. And I trained in that for personal use, just to deal with a personal issue I was dealing with. And then I started using it every single day with myself to also change business beliefs. And I saw how rapidly my mind was changing. It was easier for me to take action on things, just complete transformation. And that was when I realized the importance of mindset and particularly subconscious mindset and really looking at what are the beliefs that are getting in your way? What are the beliefs that you need to have in order to build the business you want? What's the stuff that's blocking you? What are the fears that you have? And I started making it a habit of really just digging that stuff up and bringing it up to light so that I could work on it rather than sweeping it out of the rug, as I probably had been doing most of my life.
0: Now, you're an (laughs) entrepreneur, you're successful. So you have many, many, many things that you do well. If you had to identify the top thing, what would you say your superpower
1: is? That is so interesting because I always used to say it was easy inspired action because one of the things that my clients usually say from working with me is that it makes it easier for them to take action after getting the mindset that they need and clearing the blocks. But when I was thinking about this question earlier today, because I knew you were going to ask me that, what I wrote down was get deep. And I love getting deep with people. I love having deep conversations with people and I love digging deep with my clients when we're in a client session. So I think my superpower is just getting deep and just not being afraid to uncover that stuff and bring it up to the light so that we can work on it.
0: Awesome. So speaking of mindsets, how do you apply that to overcome challenges?
1: So mindset work is something I do on a regular basis with myself. So when I first started doing this work with myself, what I did was I had a notebook on my desk. And I would just write down stuff all throughout the day. Like if I was about to do something and I could tell I was procrastinating on it, I would write that down. I would write down why I was procrastinating on it. Like what was I afraid of? Why didn't I want to do that thing? If I was about to do something and like a fear popped in my head, I would write that down. Any mind stuff that came up during the day, I would write down. And then at the end of the day, I would use this technique to reprogram the beliefs that release the blocks and get the beliefs that I needed in order to kind of turn that around. Now, I don't do that so much because I've cleared so much stuff. But what I do is I journal, not every morning, but very often, most mornings, I will journal in the morning. And if anything comes up in that journaling process, I will turn that around, create some belief statements or do the work to reprogram those beliefs. So for me, it's a constant habit of bringing the stuff up to light so I can see what's blocking me. Identify what needs to shift and then doing the mindset work to reprogram those beliefs. And that's not something I do every day anymore, but I definitely do it at least once a week.
0: Now, we talked about overcoming challenges. We've talked about mindset. How do you identify, I guess, the top three keys to success?
1: I would say, first of all, becoming aware of the stuff that's keeping you stuck. Like what? What are the beliefs? What are the fears? What are the blocks? What is it in your mindset that's not serving you? Becoming aware of that and being willing to write it down and look at it. Because so often we have the tendency to just kind of sweep it under the rug and pretend it's not there or try to do the feel the fear and do it anyway thing. And, and while that does work for some people, it doesn't work for a lot of people. So step one is just becoming aware of the stuff and recording it so that you can then work on it. So the second part would be doing the mindset work. So finding some technique to either do with yourself or to work with another person to reprogram those beliefs on the subconscious level and also at the energetic level. I think it's really useful to release any energy blocks that you might have. So that's step two. Step three is then taking action because all the mindset work in the world is not going to serve you if you just kind of sit back and wait for stuff to happen. So obviously you have to take action. But taking action is very different once you've got your mindset aligned with your goals. It's a lot easier to take action.
0: Awesome. And that's partly why I named my company and podcast Enterprise Now. Because a lot of people learn a lot of stuff, but they never take action. So I'm like, Enterprise Now, do it now. Even if it's just one email a month, do just do something to move yourself forward. So I definitely can identify with that. So switching gears a little bit and we're gonna come circle back to your business and I'm curious to know more about the first business, how it translated into the second business and all that good stuff. So, switching gears a little bit, if you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be, and what would you say to them?
1: This is another interesting question because I was thinking about this earlier. A name popped into my mind, and I thought, well, no, I can't say that because everyone says that. And so, I actually, <laughs> went online and I started looking, and I was like, who can I find? And then I thought, no one's inspiring me. Like, I just need to say the person that I think everyone says, which is Oprah, because everyone loves Oprah. <laughs> like, I love her, and I loved that what was it called? Making Oprah podcast that came out last year. I love that because it like analyzed her steps to success. And I would just love to meet her and just talk to her about her journey. And she's just grown and transformed and pivoted so many times over the years. And I would just love to talk with her, just have a conversation because I love what she's done. Let's take a
0: quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor.
1: Seems everyone is podcasting these days, but if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production.
0: What would be the first thing you would say? You're sitting down, you have a podcast as well, correct? Yeah. So you're doing your thing one day, in walks Oprah. Yeah. She has two minutes, not including your question. What do you say?
1: Oh my, two minutes, not including my question, or two minutes to answer my question.
0: You get to ask the question and then she'll give you two minutes worth of an answer.
1: Okay, I would say, what is the number one thing that helped you keep going even when things looked rough or that they weren't going in the right direction? Wow.
0: That's a really good question. I'm curious (laughs) as to what she would say. (laughs) We should ask her. (laughs) Awesome. So now I want to know about your business. What do you do? Mentioned it a little bit earlier about the first business that you Mm. started and you built it from the ground up. Tell us a little bit about that, how you did that, and then how that transformed into what you're doing now.
1: That was absolutely crazy. The first business, (laughs) especially the early years, I'd been living in Latin America. So the business started in Mexico. business partner had some land in Mexico, on the beach, with the jungle, and it was all very rustic and beautiful. And we just started building, from scratch, cabins on the beach. And we started out with four rooms, and then from there, we just reinvested everything into growing it. And eventually expanded into three eco-hotels in the same town in Southeast Mexico. And then we finally expanded to South America and Patagonia and bought some property down there and never ended up launching the hotel down there. So it was basically based in Mexico. And this is where I learned everything about business because I knew nothing. I had never even thought about going to business myself before. And so this is 1999. The internet was still kind of fresh and new. And that was how we were getting guests for the hotels. So I was learning internet marketing as I went along. And also at the same time, learning how to operate a hotel, which is incredibly complex and not the kind of business I ever want to have again. And then in 2009, when I left that business, like I said, I took a sabbatical, which ended up being more than a year because I was, you know, knew I didn't want a similar kind of business and I had no idea what I did want because I was just very confused. And I spent that whole year kind of thinking, what do I want to do this, that, playing around with things. And then finally, that was when I moved from Latin America to the UK and trained as a coach. And that was where everything just kind of shifted. So there wasn't a clear transition between my first business and my second business. It was kind of like, a complete break and then just time to figure out what I wanted and then moving forward with the second business and coaching. And like I said, really, really struggling in the beginning because all the mindset stuff, which was really lots of low self-confidence, low self-esteem. Am I good enough? Can I do this? That kind of stuff that I see is so common in other business owners. Now, one of the other things, really my heart and
0: my passion is working with business owners to try to help the failure rate of businesses, right? And one of the things I think happens is, as you alluded to, we oftentimes will start a business with no business skills. It seems counterintuitive, right? But people do it all the time. I guess there are two parts to my question. Speak to some of the skills that you learned from that first business that you were then able to apply to be successful in your business now and maybe identify a few business skills that entrepreneurs need to have if they're going to be successful.
1: So business skills that I acquired, I mean, a lot of them were not transferable, but marketing is absolutely essential. And that was my main area within my first business. So just first of all, create a product and service that was really unique. And then learning how to market that online. I think marketing is absolutely a vital part of what every entrepreneur needs to know. And then also, I mean, my first business was just so wild because it was like, it was in Mexico, we were in the middle of the jungle, like we had no electricity, no running water. We had to get water trucked in every day. Like it was just not your average business. So there were so many things that were not transferable. It was very rustic. But just, you know, financial stuff, cash flow, cash flow was really, really rough because we were reinvesting everything, but also getting at was one of the best things that I learned was resilience, which was building that resilience of it's tough, I'm working crazy long hours, but at the same time, it's very rewarding because we've created this experience that people really love and they're loving it. But that resilience of it's not easy because I'm working lots of hours. cash flow is tough. Got to pay taxes, get all the permits to work, all the stuff that goes into running a business. I would say resilience is one of the most important things. And I think that's something that a lot of new entrepreneurs don't realize how important it is because it's not easy. I mean, I don't know anyone who has started a business and has just been like, yeah, it just took off from day one and it just totally flowed. And it was so simple. It's not usually easy. So you've got to have that resilience to learn the stuff you need to know, do the stuff you need to do and stick with it even when it's hard and just learn to also be flexible and to pivot. So if things aren't working, figure out why and change your path a little bit if you try to find the way forward that works for you.
0: You said so much in that answer. I don't know that we have time (laughs) to really unpack it. But but one thing that you said I think is key is recognizing when things aren't working and being willing to pivot. Speak to that a little bit. How do you recognize when things aren't working? In the same breath, you said you have to be resilient. So sometimes it takes time. So where's that balance?
1: Yeah, that is such a good question. And I'm aware that it's really, really tricky and you don't always know the answer. So you do have to be resilient in the sense that you have to stick it out, but you also have to be flexible enough to pivot. An online business friend of mine, R.M. Harrison, just wrote this really good book called The Pivot Map that's about how to pivot your business. So I would recommend checking out that book if you feel like things need to be pivoted. But you know, you know, when things aren't working, like either the clients aren't coming or you're just working crazy hours and just not getting enough in return or the cash flow is not working or you just feel like things aren't right. That's when I think you need to sit down and either talk with your coach or figure out on your own, like what's working, what's not working, what needs to change and how can you change things? I'm a big believer in the fact that there's no such thing as failure. There's no failure. There's only feedback. Everything is feedback. So if you're feeling like a failure, what can you learn from that? What can you change? What new perspective can you get? Like, how can you see things differently and take different actions to try to move things forward in a different way? Because I think a lot of people feel stuck and they just keep doing the same things. It's like they're on a hamster wheel and they don't get off it rather than doing something a little bit differently to see if they can get a different result.
0: You mentioned talk to your coach. And maybe the more people hear it from other people that come on the show, they'll get it. But I harp on this all the time. I'm like, if you are a business owner or entrepreneur, you need the minimum number of coaches that you need is one. You probably should have (laughs) multiple coaches, right, for different areas. But speak to that a little bit. How impactful having a coach, somebody who can offer that perspective, can hold you accountable. How important is that?
1: I think it's incredibly important. I mean, I trained as a coach seven years ago, so obviously I think coaching is important, but I think it's so important to just not be alone, to have someone on your side, to have a professional who can give you a professional second opinion, who can support you, like you said, hold you accountable. Because there are so many times in my business when if I didn't have a coach, I wouldn't have done some of the stuff that I did. But because I had promised the coach I would do them before the next session, I did them because I didn't want to show up to the call and be like, no, I didn't do it. So accountability is really, really important. And I just think helping you set reasonable goals, to help you set stretch goals, and to help you make a plan to achieve those goals. Because I think so many people have this big vision for their business, but they don't know how to break that down into actionable steps so that they can, as you said earlier, take action now. Any little step, no matter how small it is, if it's working towards your goal, that's helping you down that path. The worst thing you can do is just sit back and nothing.
0: Absolutely agree. No failure, only feedback. What can you change? Pivoting. Great, 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 great stuff. As we wrap up our conversation, give the enterprisers an actionable step to improve their lives or businesses today.
1: So I've said this many times throughout the interview, but I'm going to say it again. Like, (laughs) If you feel like something's not working, if you're not happy with a certain aspect of your business, stop and spend the time to look at it, to really look at it. Don't be afraid to look at it and figure out what is wrong. Like what's going wrong? What would you rather have instead? And what do you need to believe about yourself and your ability in order to get there and make that happen? And write all this stuff down because that seems to really make it more tangible to people. Of course, if you're just kind of mulling things over in your head, it's like a bunch of mind clutter, but write it down, get clear on what it is that you need to do, what it is that you need to believe and do the work. So not just taking the practical action, but also do the mindset work. I really, really, really stress the importance of making this mindset work a habit and doing it on a regular basis.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now, if people want to learn more about your business and what you do and reach out to you, how can they do that?
1: My best place is my website, which is hollywharton.com. And that's W-O-R-T-O-N. And that has links to all my other stuff. It has links to my books, to my YouTube channel, to all my social media stuff. And you can connect with me and hang out there.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again, Holly, for taking the time out to share your wisdom and your experience with us. We certainly appreciate
1: it. Thank you so much for having me. It was really great to talk to you.
0: Enterprisers. I know I say this every single week, but it's true every single week. That was just a golden nugget filled conversation with a successful entrepreneur. And hey, it's up to you guys. It's up to you guys what you do with the information. I mean, this was so, so rich and I'm so appreciative of Holly and her time. So guys, thank you so much for your support and your love. We could not do what we do without you guys. So continue to support. Go out to, if you haven't done so already, download the 3 to empowerment worksheet. If you have already downloaded it, let me know where you are. We can maybe step through it with you guys if you have any questions or if you get stuck. So again, thank you guys so much. And we will talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations?